episode 94 we're back um i'm not gonna miss again i miss you know i I had a couple weeks where i was fluctuating but we're back consistently every week and uh this week i'm joined by ashiyushi yes you're yeah Yeah. all right so i appreciate you coming by man um just to give the people a quick rundown of how i I came in touch with you i was at uh i want to say it was uh was it otto's von scratch's show yeah it was definitely the christmas party the the triangle family party yeah yeah so that was around december and that was at bar nancy Mm -hmm. and i came through and i think you were uh i don't know if you were the first act because i don't know how early or late i got there but i pulled up and you were you were doing your thing and you know i was just vibing out and i fucked with it so like you know you had like the live synth and stuff it was kind of reminding me of like um old school like kanye type shit where he would do the beats live and shit because that's kind of the only person that i saw using shit like that live before maybe like mac demarco a little bit i don't know stuff like that like the korg stuff Mm -hmm. but i don't know something drew my attention and shit and i just kind of linked up with you after your set and now you're here (laughs) yeah here we are (laughs) yeah man so i I, again i just thank you for coming through um but real quick how'd you get your start doing um i mean what what would you even call your genre of music um well, you listen to like my catalog listen, on SoundCloud, right? I listened to the two songs you dropped, and I read one of the articles that had, I think, was it like top twenty songs. Oh, uh, okay, word, 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 word. Got you. Yeah, so I heard. Um, got you. Um, travels and yes, missing Colorado. Okay, correct. So yeah, got you. I heard those two tracks. Right. Um. So off of those two tracks alone, I would say it's like. A more uh well missing colorado is like definitely a a much more lo-fi groove Mm -hmm. like i would say it gives you that nostalgic new jabba's feel i would say like the flute on it right Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's just going in yeah Yeah. um i put like a little trumpet in it but anyways it's just like incredibly soulful all around yeah definitely i got that vibe travels i would say that one would be like yeah just overall lo-fi hip-hop and then travels a lot of people would also say like that that one's lo-fi and i would actually already categorize that as lo-fi if i were to put that on spotify already (laughs) just to get it like up and coming but um (laughs) you know i would play play with the algorithms of course i would play a lot of these songs live if i had the band though for sure and but for now um it's definitely like trying to call it like a a jazz hop type of groove but it goes really hard for no apparent reason (laughs) you know because i like wubs and the synthesis and shit like that so um i try to pretty much emulate those wubs in any type of way too i hear you man so this new like lo-fi thing man i feel like it's something that came up like kind of recent or maybe it was just like low-key like underground more a few years back but i feel like lo-fi is kind of like a new genre like i didn't really start hearing that till like 2018 2017 maybe mm-hmm. so like how long have you been doing this kind of this kind of music or just been making music in general like when did you get your start sipping <laughs> you gotta sip this is gonna be a long ass answer if you if you gotta take a whole drink so <laughs> when i was off you I made a lot of beats that like spanned pretty much across all genres of just like electronic music, I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't play a lot of my dance beats or a lot of my disco beats anymore. I've been a lot more focused on like 
the R&B grooves and like just overall hip hop. So I've taken a step back from like making everything and just trying to make like one thing that like defines me, you know. But then there's also going to be that branch of just like spanning to more genres and like having a whole album dedicated to like one particular genre or whatever. Like what the fuck is the genre anyways? But right. I got my start like around 2014 at the uh, closing of Tobacco Road. Oh man, I heard about that place. Yeah, was the, it? the oldest running bar in Miami. So That's what that was? Yeah, I was blessed enough to actually play there for like my first time playing anywhere right before they closed and it was yeah it was like their closing night type of thing like they had it Damn. open for like just one more night and then that was pretty so you played on the last it. day it wasn't the last day oh, okay yeah i've only heard stories about that place so like a bunch of like a lot of festivals like in the metal genre and shit that were over there um like i said like years that i was in high school 2012 2011 and shit but i heard a lot of people were bummed when it when it closed down yeah <laughs> it was like a dope For, spot. it was a historic landmark too like i didn't hear about it until i got there mm -hmm. and i didn't really get my feet wet at all so it was just me performing just to perform until you hear about like all this history later and then you're like wow like that was actually like that shit happened you know yeah and it would have been moment. possible with just like a whole bunch of people well my one friend in particular ian that like got it together and stuff but um you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was, like, the actual closing night of Tobacco Road. Cause there was a <laughs> lot of fucking construction there. Damn, man. Like, they were ready to, like, bust it down. And there was a lot of good people there, too. Like, you know, a lot of tourists. You weren't the only uh, performer, though? No, I was not. It was, was Verali, this, this reggae rock band that's mm -hmm. no longer, and then uh, Fresh Ash. What is that? Who's that? Fresh Ash? Yeah. It's a, um, it's a live jazz trio. That's fucking cool. I like jazz trios. Yeah. You fuck with... Um, it's awesome. Obviously, you know... Trumpet, drums, and keys. That's all you need, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would throw in a bass. I like I like throwing a bass. In I was thinking about you know that shit, saying? too, but man, even without bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the trumpet trumpet and keys could hold it down. And really, you could... If, if the keys player is good, he could be doing bass on his left hand and, and melody on his right hand. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Kind of like the Doors. You know, the Doors didn't have a bass player, right? Yeah. Uh, Ray Manzarek, that nigga. That guy. <laughs> he's a fucking beast man fucking playing bass and, and and melodies and shit um they're a band that i really uh like a lot um like and some of their samples too that i don't even know where their songs like uh cisco kid uh by sublime if you ever heard that no i haven't heard that one they sample um fuck man i forgot what fuck i think it's when the music's over i might be off with that like way off with that but uh i don't know i like the door samples like like people who sample their shit it came out really good i think m uh not mf doom um tech nine he did an album uh where tech he sampled nine. a fucking door song oh that came okay, out pretty cool. cool uh do you like sampling a lot is that something you fuck with or you'd make all your beats from scratch so i make most of my beats from scratch and what i would sample is like vocal chops of like let's okay, say okay like a like a gospel choir or some shit mm -hmm. something real so uh real soulful or something like that and just make like the actual instrumentals over that of like whatever i have basically over and the, it, it would be like choir yeah it would be like chops you know samples okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're cutting it up and shit mm -hmm. yeah. i like that kind of shit man especially like you said like the gospel stuff like it gets like i said earlier it kind of gives me like that kanye vibe like early early kanye like through the wire he had like that aretha franklin sample and he just fucking pitched it way high 
Like that was a <laughs> that was like a thing that they did a lot back then in hip hop. They would take like those old school like soul samples and, and make them super pitched, like high pitched, kind of like Chip Monkey. Yeah, you know Jay Dillon. Uh, Jay, I've heard that name, but I'm not too familiar with his music. Oh, okay. I know so who Jay. Like I've heard that name. Like I said, it's actually interesting because Jay Dilla and New Jabez were born on the same day. Oh, really? February seventh. Yeah. Of what year? Of uh, different years. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, same birthday. Actually, are they around the same, same age? year? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, but, but they uh, both died of different reasons, of course. Wait, Jay Dilla's dead. Yeah. When did he die? A while ago. Damn. I mean, like I said, I wasn't really. I've just heard the name. I'm not really too familiar with his work. What did he do? He produced for a lot of top-notch people, and he's pretty much highly respected and like, um, in like the whole hip-hop community, just for like his sample-based hip-hop. Like he was the sample-based legend, and he would take records and just be like, "Look what I can do with this," you know what I mean? And he um, he didn't quantize his beats, you know. So it was just like that type of laid-back. You know, it what wasn't is really, quantize? you know, when you quantize everything and then like, oh, it like snaps, everything is like perfect. It's yeah. Perfect. Like everything snaps into, into like, the quarter note, the eighth note, right, the 16th. Right. Like it's just quantized gotcha. into that. And like, it doesn't break out of it when he just like turned that off and like just goes straight, just feeling like actually uh. building a whole vibe of just like really realistic sounding instruments too. other ones would be like cool ass boom bap and then he will span from that to like really soulful ass like soul records samples just like flipped around and like turned into like a really good gorgeous iconic hip-hop beat that's fucking dope i love and beat producers he does that, that can do that shit yeah i can't believe I, I i really never i probably heard a lot of his beats you know what i mean i just didn't know it's hard man like um producers now get a lot more credit i think than they did before like uh Back in the yeah, day, to, to know who a producer was, you kind of got to read the booklet or whatever. Now, like, producers are dropping their tags and stuff in it. They're being smart with it. Uh, is that something that you do on the side, or is that, like, a side hustle or, or a main thing for you is, like, selling beats to, to artists? Or That's actually leasing not. Leasing beats? How, how does that fucking shit work? I hear producers talk about leasing beats or it's a rental or whatever. Like, how do you rent a beat? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> can you explain that to me? I'm not going to lie. I'm not into that realm. <laughs> okay. All right. So I don't know what leasing a beat is, but. <laughs> that is kind of silly, isn't it? But I'm sure leasing a beat is just like, perhaps you're going to use this producer's song for your own project, whether it be a single or part of some other project. Right. And perhaps it's just some sort of like, leasing deal of like a percentage cut for using the producer's beat off of like let's see every stream revenue like every whatever quarter every quarter year check or whatever like that or leasing a beat is just fancy for just pay me for the beat and then that's it i hear and you. then run with it <laughs> so have you ever gotten into that bag into that world um i've had offers to make other people beats mm -hmm. but i don't really take them just because of what i have going on like in my own world basically so it's like you don't want to take on the task so it, or you feel like that'll take away from like maybe some of your work i don't think it would take away and i don't think it would like i just think um 
with so much that I have going on with like not even having a car and like um, um, not having the proper gear too. Mm-hmm. I would um, well, there's no proper gear because I could make it just from scratch, but um, I just feel that I have so much on my plate that I just can't help every every anyone until I help myself first. I hear you. Yeah, with what I got until I could like clear what I have on like my to do list until I could start like leasing beats or right. you know start collabing with people. I hear you. So that, you that's like get... a that's like a long project, and I've made yeah. like a song with somebody, and then like just like start it up, and then cut them off, and then it's just like what happened to the beat, you know, like, and then the love that was with it and everything else. But um, you know, when the connection in a lab is gone, it's definitely gone, you know. Yeah, I mean, do you do you think it's kind of weird how like before if you wanted to collab with somebody you had to like at the very least get in the studio with them or, or talk to them like on the phone whereas like now you could exchange a couple of dms email a beat they put their verse or whatever on it email it back and they say mix it whatever you could make a whole song collab with somebody and never even meet them mm-hmm. does that kind of take away from like i don't know like the personal aspect to songs nowadays and shit shit or, i would say so yeah like i wouldn't make a song with somebody unless i'm in the same spaces them mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i feel you on that and i don't know it kind of feels like that's kind of why i don't know like i don't really listen to the radio anymore and not that there's anything wrong with the radio or whatever but i feel like a lot of the songs that are played on there unless you listen to like classic rock or whatever you know but they play like the same four led zeppelin songs <laughs> every day like mm-hmm. I, I i get tired of that shit yeah so most of the songs you know like top 100 type stuff i feel like is like stuff that's mailed in you know what i mean like done through mp3 files that are emailed and compressed down and this and that and you can hear it and i don't know it sounds kind of like cookie cutter i'm not a big fan of it like i listen to the same shit like every day like the same couple records <laughs> and every once in <laughs> yeah. a while though, i'll mix them up you For know sure. but like th- like i listen to igor like every day <laughs> like like Word. i can't yeah. i can't like igor blonde um like what just came out um that bad bunny album i kind of been fucking with that like, okay I don't know, just on the low my shit's everywhere I l- i've been listening to uh uh 808s and heartbreak a lot mm. uh, i just got that on vinyl so i think that's Legendary. probably why yeah that that that's my favorite kanye album bro like Word. i think um that's something in the archive that i still have to go back to yeah man it's it's, it's classic it's crazy it came out more than 10 years ago at this point but like he did everything pretty much in that 808s i think like realm you know like with those kind of style beats and mm-hmm. i don't know it has this retro vibe to it and then uh i don't know i just i really fuck with that album so i would definitely go back and listen to that shit but do you like force for yourself to like try and listen to new shit or do you like get comfortable in your pocket and just listen to the same shit all the time like i do both for sure like <laughs> i like king crew a lot and he king released is sick he dude. released a new album called man alive i haven't checked it out dude check it out (laughs) now those is like you know it's new album and then i put them in my pocket Mm -hmm. like i just keep listening to the same ones that i like from the album i hear you um but then like you know you keep listening to more music every single day and then like you also put those in your pocket that you keep listening to so you know you keep storing as you go like a little squirrel in the woods with like a whole bunch of like nuts in the winter time you know <laughs> it's like storing all your songs and stuff so Get that you can show nuts. all your people like yo listen to this uh, song and this song and this song yeah and then it's just like yo where you got all these songs from it's just like dude 
um there's a whole library of music that has yet to be produced and is still being released as we speak and stuff so uh, how do you feel about that that's a whole ass wave you know 2020 or every year since music has been a thing has been a good year for music (laughs) i hear you i mean every year has a great album Mm -hmm. uh, multiple probably since classical times (laughs) (laughs) so like great years of music would you say that uh um fuck man i that ass forgot my question but <laughs> no what back to the king cruel thing the reason i don't listen to his album is i don't maybe this is me being crazy but like when there's an artist that i fuck with and like they drop some new shit i'm like almost scared to listen to it because i'm like fuck what if i don't like it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i kind of sit back like let it die down a little bit and then i'll go and check it out there's only certain artists where like they drop something i have to listen to it immediately that's like, me with king cruel Okay, I feel you. So you got to check that shit out. How does it? How Checked does that it out, fl- and I was just like, mm, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best though. When, Delicious. Like, when they drop something and it's fire, like yeah. when Igor came out, I know how to feel. Like I'm a huge Tyler fan, or like um, what 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 are the new? Or like the Strokes. Like I love the Strokes. They've been dropping like little songs and stuff, and everything they've been dropping. I'm just like, ooh, like I'm just rubbing my hands like Birdman, waiting for that album, bro. <laughs> like and with the weekend too. The week. Mm. I don't know if you heard his new shit, no, man, I but yo. Like I, I I don't know maybe he gets like a bad rap or whatever but his his song after hours that shit the, when the beat drops on that shit bro I think you'd fuck with it it's real it's it's dope it's it's so clean um, but I I love when they drop new music and it's and it's awesome um, the thing with King Cruel is like how does that voice come out of that guy <laughs> like yo he looks like Ronald Weasley and he's out here singing like fucking Frank Sinatra dude like snapping dude like super birds dude i don't get it i don't get it it. and he's super british too like i need subtitles with his shit from london but but you got it like he just he has um i don't know man his drummer's a beast too like he he did some uh i think it's called brooklyn bound or some shit like those sessions yeah the little live sesh shit Mm -hmm. i think it was like 2014 it was a while back um, but his drummer was snapping, bro. Like I'm a drummer, so that's kind of like my like what I I usually look at. Yeah, and, yeah, of course, man. Like so talented, man. Like how he's doing, he's doing weird like jazz licks and stuff, and singing at the same time. He's he's crazy. Like if if they haven't, if you haven't checked out King Cruel, like if you're listening and you haven't checked out King Cruel, definitely fuck with him. Like he's crazy. Uh, how'd you find out about him though? Cause like I had to dig. I had to like go into like a YouTube rabbit hole where you find yourself. You're like, how the fuck I get here? And I ended up on a fucking King Cruel video. Dude, um... It just Boy. came up in my Discover Weekly. For real? Yeah. I don't fucking shit. pay attention to that. That's what I say. I get in my bag. Or I'm like, like, don't tell me what the fuck to listen to. The first I, I song suck. I heard was Easy Easy. <laughs> okay. And I was just like, all right, I have fucks with this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, this is my soundtrack. So but, like um, when when you when you connect with an artist because you you kind of make beats and shit you know what I'm saying like not that you don't make songs but you feel me like beats and shit yeah hey right. <laughs> no nah, but you know I'm like without lyrics do you write lyrics ever sing them yeah I do okay but I haven't gotten there yet so uh, for the most part at least I don't know man I I've only listened to those two songs so I don't know if you actually sing or, or rap on your shit but mm-hmm. um like when you connect with an artist is it more because of the production and the and the beat aspect of it or is it cuz of like the lyrics and like what they're saying and like if you could relate to it or like what makes you connect with an artist like on that other level like do you have a top 3 or whatever or so if it's an artist that only produces <coughs> instrumentals and like nothing else yeah then I'm like 
kind of have pretty to much fucking, you know yeah, no it's just a production that i'm listening to so i'm yeah. just like damn and like you know i'm listening to the chords harmony the whole kazoo and so you separate the artists whole, you separate artists based on that whether they just make beats or whether they have lyrics on it you separate them mm-hmm. yeah for sure because i know how some producers would be just making only beats and no lyrics and you know that they're gonna be on that little path for like a bit unless they're making beats for other people that are going to rap or sing on them i hear you so a lot of people are like really creative with just harmonies you know what i mean so like that's also my boat too because i don't have lyrics always coming into my head like i do have notes just like other people only produce you know like only composing music just having a whole piece from start to finish Mm -hmm. and then they would like you know collab with somebody based on their performance vocally to sing or rap or do anything spoken poetry whatever their calling is (laughs) to get them onto that record and then right they make magic happen yeah is that is that something that you kind of want to get into maybe down the road or you kind of want to stick more to one side like do you want to eventually make all lyrical songs or kind of stay and just make all beats or you kind of just don't give a fuck yeah there's going to be interludes that don't need lyrics and there's going to be songs that really don't need lyrics and then there's going to be songs that is just going to be like all right you should probably put some lyrics on this or and like you know not even just lyrics like get more people like backup singers like the whole Mm -hmm. pretty much like uh choir group (laughs) to literally like lay down vocals for your song and that's how my mind works when it comes like to do anything lyrically and vocally it's just to collab with other people that sing way better than i do right and pretty much to project that message that i'm trying to do through my music and you basically just have like a someone who can deliver the message maybe a little you know what i'm saying with a little more sauce basically mm-hmm. that's why you would and collab it out i don't really have a good singing voice but i can pretty much speak and if i'm speaking i can rap and if i can rap i can move pretty much audiences and stuff like that with whatever the context is there's a, a artist um who i don't think has the greatest voice but um he made like i don't know you know he throws some fucking reverb on there and fucking (laughs) kills it uh kuko i think his name is kuko yeah i don't think he's that great of a singer i don't know he's okay in my opinion this is just my opinion but like uh you know he throws reverb on it and stuff and and it, it sounds good so you know you don't always have to be i don't think hendrix was the greatest fucking singer either um but he made it work for his genre his style you know mm-hmm. i don't like bob dylan people f- fucking people love bob dylan i think he was pretty um interesting sounding to say the least i don't know do you like bob dylan i like bob dylan yeah i think his lyrics were great you feel me like revolutionary but at the same time i just didn't like his voice <laughs> like i don't like rush because neil pert is amazing don't get me wrong you know rest in peace but yeah i can't deal with Geddy lee's voice there, there's just some bands that like i fuck with their their instrumentals but I can't get down with the vocals, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it might change down the road, though. Who knows? Because when I first uh, heard Kendrick Lamar, um, when Good Kid, Mad City came out, I was just not fucking with it. I don't know. Like, I just didn't. You know, there were songs here and there I liked. But mm-hmm. overall, I didn't like his the way, his intonation and the way he was 
um, like raising his voice a little bit. He had like a gravelly voice to him a little bit earlier, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just didn't like it. And then year, a couple years later, I revisited it and I ended up liking it a lot. So it's just your opinions change over time, you know? For sure. So do you have a favorite artist? I think that's what I asked you like way back there. Uh, you listen to Smino? No. No name? Is that is that another band? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Smino, No Name are both rappers. Okay. I like, uh, you know, getting down to, again, production. Mm-hmm. Monty Booker, um, this okay. other cat that only produces, makes the flyest beats that you would ever hear. Right. Freaking, <laughs> he made a beat that made J. Cole look like this. <laughs> like, you know, like, and, you know, they all made, like, uh, Monte Booker, Smino, and Saba actually got onto like the Dreamville record that J. Cole produced. I don't know if you listen to J. Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck with J. Cole. But um he got those cats on there and I thought that, that was so cool because I was listening to them since like before Black Swan, since like Raw basically, Semino's records. Yeah. And um it's cool that um, you know, there's this guy that's like behind the scenes, Monty Booker, just like producing all of these super awesome beats and like they all have a very unique vibe to them. You know, when you listen to a reduction and you just know it's the producer's production. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, like yeah. that type of thing. It's really crazy when you could just identify with just production. And Monte Booker, Monte Booker has that. Um, so I really like those cats. They're like pretty much my top faves. King Krull. And, um, nice. And if you didn't know, King Krull also has another project called Archie Marshall, which is just like his real name. Oh, and no, I didn't know that. It's basically like more electronic and I would say like more hip hop based and like, oh, it's fucking. Yeah, it's it's in there. I'm going to check know? it out. I Just, like I like me some King Cruel, so I'll check it out. Uh, probably after the show, if anything, or link me some shit, man. You could always DM me some stuff. I'm always down to, to, to check out some new music. Although I said to the contrary earlier, mm-hmm. I am very open <laughs> to listening <laughs> to new music. But um, and I like side projects too, man, because I kind of feel like it gives them like a little bit. They can mix it up a little bit, you know what I mean? Like the Voids, that's the singer of the Strokes. That's his side project. Um, who else do I listen to? Um, their guitar player Albert Hammond Jr. He has like his own project with, under his name. I listen to him a lot. So you know, like I I, I like side projects and shit like that. It's it's almost kind of like a like like their way of dropping mixtapes you know how like back in the day rappers would drop like a mixtape and then they would have like their lp like the radio album or whatever like they mm-hmm. could go to best buy and buy it like lil wayne is a perfect example like he would drop carter three and then drop a mixtape on dat piff and everyone would be like the mixtape is way better dude you know what yeah. i mean like Shit, that was a whole true. culture back in the day Wiz khalifa like came up with mixtapes like you, you you look at his 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 commercial releases and they're like okay, but then you get into his mixtapes, it's like Cushion Orange Juice and fucking uh, Taylor Alderdice. I don't know if you if you're into that like into Wiz Khalifa and shit, but his mixtapes were like crazy back in the day, like in the LimeWire days, in the Dat Piff <laughs> days. Fucking when when LimeWire wasn't, you couldn't find it there. You got FrostWire. You know what I mean? Was Bear Share still in there? I never even fucking heard of Bear Share. What the fuck is Bear Share, dude? <laughs> Bear Share is another one of those <laughs> fucking. It's probably not around anymore, dude. Because yeah, LimeWire is way not. dead. Yeah, LimeWire has been. Dead. That's where I found um that uh the Kim and Ray J sex tape. Oh, LimeWire, dude. LimeWire? Hell yeah, I was on LimeWire, dude. That's woof, man. I remember my boy put How? me on that, dude. Dude, just type it in, dude. In LimeWire? Yeah. 
they had because they had video downloads. I think maybe that was like one of the updates or some shit. But you could download MP4s too. So <laughs> MP4s was what I used it for. Well, illegal, just music. Well, oh, for like music videos. No, like for Limer is for like you know downloading music. Yeah, MP3s. Yeah, MP3s. MP4s are music or video files. Oh my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you could download MP4s or MP3s. So I, <laughs> you just, you know, what I'm saying, get an MP4 tab. Kim Kardashian, you know what I mean? <laughs> Came up, dude. I mean, that was that was throwback, dude. I remember uh, my I friends didn't like know that was the thing. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. That was that's what I'm saying. Old school. You want to talk about old school? We got that's the old really camera. Funny. I'll tell you about the LimeWire that's days. Really funny. Let me tell you about the LimeWire days. Don't. <laughs> 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 oh man no but um i fucked up many a computers <laughs> many a, a computer with uh with lime wire dude um having a fucking system restore it of course all that shit did uh i don't know man what else did we do from LimeWire? i downloaded uh, uh that's the thing you know what uh, I, you can't even torrent anything anymore did you ever uh, get into emulators i like, used to torrent other like videos but uh i don't really do that anymore do you uh, are you into video games or anything like that yeah okay so did you oh, ever well, I play a switch okay I've, me too i have a switch here too if you want to get into smash you feel me hey okay we can get it you know what i'm saying but freaking emulators i used to have like a pocket emulator of like pokemon on my phone yeah okay okay so you know about that shit but yeah. like on the laptop back in the day what i would get is like nintendo 64 emulator and play like star fox or super mario 64 or even a PlayStation 1 emulator if you had a decent enough computer. But mm-hmm. now, and I used to get it off the Pirate Bay. This is all, this is all allegedly, just in case anyone's listening. <laughs> this is alleged. This is. That's alleged. Alleged. So, you know, the Pirate Bay is like, they kind of started cracking down on that or what, man. I don't know. Um, like, or MU Paradise or some shit like that. That's where I used to get the ROMs. And you go there now, and it's like, yeah, Nintendo fucking sued the shit out of us, so <laughs> we can't fucking let you download these anymore. And it's like, they're cracking down slowly, like, on the, on that internet stuff. Like, I remember um, I used to have a library of games on my laptop, you know what I mean? Like, that was my shit, emulating games and downloading the crack or getting San Andreas, you know what I'm saying? But now you got to mm. go through Steam and shit like that, and now we got computers with synthesizers and shit you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like how old school are you willing to go with your beats dude like how are you willing to just completely record analog at some point no no fuck no, dude. <laughs> no like, why not dude embrace no, it 100 percent. <laughs> is it too expensive no, i think it's too great much work to just like no my shit's like falling apart like my um my mini nova doesn't have keys anymore like what is a mini nova my mini nova by novation like little keyboard it's a mini okay okay like like, that little like the one that was using like you know dual it was like on the bottom yeah yeah, and like i used it for like doing vocoder stuff Mm -hmm. so it's really good for that um i love vocoders so it's missing keys and then like from this little you know starts on like f so the first a flat down it just doesn't work you know like none of those keys work so just want to get a new keyboard and i've been doing like analog stuff for so long that i just want to i've been saving up for a laptop but now it's got to be a new car (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i have ableton like i have ableton like already like if i type on 
go to the Ableton website and yeah. like try to get it. I can get it, but I just don't have a good computer to run it. You know, it keeps crashing. Right. It's like it's not for it. <laughs> it takes a lot to run Ableton. Yes, absolutely. I don't have the computer for it, so it keeps crashing like flawlessly. You know, um, so I record my music on Audacity, which is just a recording software. Mm -hmm. And um, it comes oh, I out. I mix on Audacity, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with Audacity. It that comes out pretty clean, not super clean, but raw, which is what you want to. It's like an uncompressed file, mm -hmm. which is where you can do everything with. But um, yeah, I use that. Yeah, and everything that you hear on SoundCloud is pretty much an Audacity file. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta work with what you got at the end of the fucking day, bro. Literally. But let me ask you, man. I mean, you're in you know a business at the end of the day right i mean promoting yourself and promoting your brand is this something that you really just do for the passion of it or do you want to monetize it at some point as well like how far do you want to take it like is that a fair question to ask like could yeah, you i'm trying to take it to like where i want to have an animation studio like studio ghibli and just for the fucks you know because i have a lot of cool little anime ideas that i would like to incorporate with like my music and like just other things and stuff other things that i like mm -hmm. so like in that whole ashi enterprise brand like it would pretty much take you to like ashi tv and then like it would have vhs recordings of like you know some performance in like tokyo and then like it would take you to like the animation little studio like link you know of just like three little 10 minute shits of just like some anime that like the my team is working on you know what i mean so i'm trying to take it pretty far not gonna lie i'm trying to be like a disney <laughs> okay so you, are you into like drawing and graphic design i'm not i am into it i just don't do it why like do, why i do you? i do drawing i just don't do graphic design okay i have a lot with the music as it is i'm trying to like you know when you're just trying to find your foundation with just one thing before mm -hmm. you start branching out to mm -hmm. a lot of several different things and for then you're sure. just scrambling for shit mm -hmm. that's me with music you know like my foundation is with music i have a supreme love for music so my foundation is going to be music for everything else to come and then that's when i branch out so you kind of want to get like the roots yeah you know, i don't even have an ep out i'm trying to get the ep out this year that's what's up man i mean how many tracks are you trying to do four or five five okay yeah that's 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 the first mm -hmm. uh, ep we did we dropped five tracks and one of them was like a little interlude track so it was really four <laughs> so it was really four <laughs> sometimes i like the interlude tracks depends though like how, how long was it it was like it was like a minute like a minute like a minute like 60 seconds like 60 seconds yeah Okay, yeah, that's a good interlude. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. You know what I'm saying? That's an interlude right I think there. it has some cello <laughs> in it. I think it has some cello. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dead I hired... I hired... I hired... I hired... You turned Japanese for a second. I hired... Oh, my God. I they hired, love me over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do they? I hired a... <laughs> they don't know me. A four-string <laughs> quartet for that. You yeah. hired one? Yeah. That's fucking... That's kind of titties, no, dude. dude. I'm kidding. I'm talking about like what you did. Oh, no, no. Our, our our singer actually, he plays the fucking cello and he has one. And he fucking lays down tracks in his house like <laughs> with a mic, dude, in his little like closet studio. Like he's a savage. We we do everything in house, man. As a band, like mm -hmm. we know a lot of bands who go and drop a lot of money on um, studio time. 
Um, but we use Ableton and we have. <laughs> but we use Ableton. We use Ableton. <laughs> <laughs> so know? everything gets done in house. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's a lot of money that they invested way before I got into the band. You know, I, I I've been playing with them since 2016, but they slowly been like the the our singer Alex. He had a, a gig at Guitar Center for a couple of years, so employee discount boy anytime you see some shit on sale like he bought drum mics and he's not a drummer he's just like these will come in handy one day mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then bought a, a 16 channel mixer and then slowly nice. and surely all the pieces started coming together they buy ableton and i i break all this shit down and i had my drum kit in here and i recorded the drums in here for our latest album i recorded the drums for the first two eps on that and um oh, yeah. um like you know we don't got to spend any money you know we we and we learn as we go along you know like our first ep doesn't sound as good as our second in my opinion and then i think our album now with actual live drums instead of electric kit is going to sound a lot better um and we just evolve with it you know what i'm saying it's probably not going to sound as great as you know someone who has production like a slipknot album or some shit like that you know what i mean but at the end of the day it's like fuck man we only we can only do so much uh so I think it's cool that you just, you know, you work with what you got and you do it. Um, But, yeah, at the end of the day, you got to find a way to monetize it, right? Mm. So what's, like, the first step for you? Like, maybe, like, merchandise? Do you have, like, a logo? Or is it, uh, do you think maybe you could, like, score, like, movies or score, like, cartoons or anime episodes or something like that? Yeah, there's a lot of things there. Um, So I monetize myself by mostly playing shows. Like, okay that's like that's true that's live shows is where it's at now you know i host and perform and curate and organize and run and MC my own show bento box at las rosas every second thursday of the month you know and, i saw um, that that's this thursday right yeah that's this thursday i was thinking <laughs> about coming out to that bro and, and coming to see you do oh yeah dude. i have band Fucking practice that day but it's at 10 o'clock ain't it yeah so i'm gonna try and turn it we're usually done by like 9 9 30 from here to las rosas like 30 minutes so I should, I'm going to try and pull up that day, but if you guys are listening, what is it? Bento Box, right? Yeah, March 12th. March, that's this. Uh, oh, well, that'd be yesterday because it's coming out on Friday. So, mm-hmm. yo, yesterday was sick, dude. Great show. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but how many, uh, how long have you been doing it? Since December. It was, the first one was the closing of Art Basel. So it was like December 10th. Man, Art Basel was a big or like deal. Like 9th or something. Art Basel, like I, I, I almost forgot it was a thing until it came around this year and i'm just like oh yeah celebrities go to this <laughs> and um i had a chance to have like a little booth and, and interview people uh, at, uh with, oh, really? uh with uh tony visions nice he, he was gonna hook me up um but i just i don't i didn't think i was ready for that like setting up a camera and and, and everything like that and, and doing live interviews on the spot like i don't want to um do it at a at a venue that big and then fuck it up so I wanted to like at least get like some kind of dry run under my belt, do it at like a local show, maybe with people that I actually know or more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing that, something like that, um, for episode ninety two, I think it was, where I interviewed a bunch of bands in the same night and they were all in the same room and shit and it was cool, man. I, I felt uh like a host. Like I was just calling people like, Who got next? You know what I'm saying? Uh and they would come and sit down for me like five, ten minutes. So I think I would probably take advantage of something like that now, but I never played Art Basel, dude. What was that like? Man, it was, um, well, I've never had, like, a show for, like, the Art Basel, Basel, like, whatever Art Basel event, you know what I mean? It was, like, an after-party type thing? Yeah, well, um, it was for the after-partiers, if anything, but, um, 
you know the real ones were there since like the get-go so um you know there were good um, it was a good turnout for the closing of our basil it was a sunday so you know like mm -hmm. whether they're gonna be out there like in the actual exhibits or just walking around the streets of like Koyo taco or just like you know out there in winwood yeah. um they were definitely gonna get tired at one point or just want to go somewhere else so that would be like las rosas in some type of way and it was cool because it was that night that it was like the most people I've seen like actually come up and freaking go in on the cypher, you know, like actually take the mic and like just express themselves in some type of way. And most of the people like sang or rapped. So it was actually really glorious to see that. And the cyphers are my favorite part. Just like um, just having that super community based like energy of yeah. just like having me and like my crew hold it down like harmonically and shit just like those band sessions and then just have anyone come up on the mic basically and love that shit so like it's a whole hour of like a cypher that we dedicate to that damn so yeah that's so anyone, fucking cool yeah so anyone can go on there for like so it's like improv shit yeah that shit's always dope man you never know what's gonna come of it man mm -hmm. um like i I, I I talked about this on the last episode. I feel like I always talk about the same shit because I'm not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna tell you because you don't know. You know what I mean? I'm gonna show yeah, you. Yeah, I, I really don't know. What I'm not gonna be like listen to my last episode and then you'll get this reference. So, <laughs> I, when I was in New York, um, I uh, I went to an after party for a show that I missed because flight got delayed. Whatever. It was um Anderson Pack Thundercat and Earl Sweatshirt. Damn. And I missed it. Um. Because my flight got delayed. So anyway, I'm at the after party. Thundercat's there. Anderson Pack is there. And Thundercat's on stage. And he's like jamming out on his bass and shit. Like the fucking the bass. You know what I'm saying? The, the five string one. The orange Ibanez looking shit. Yeah. And um, he's up there. And he, this guy looks like a regular dude. Ends up being his drummer. Is, you know, on the kit, whatever. But then he gets down and some random gets up there. And is on the kit jamming with Thundercat. And I'm standing, like, right there. Like, I could have easily got next. <laughs> and I was like, like, I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to do it. And so, like, to this day, I'm just like, God. How would you feel about that? Did you feel like you were cheated? I No, I felt like <laughs> I should have manned up and did it. Like, I just felt like I couldn't. Like, I would have been too intimidated. And, like, I wouldn't. Because you got didn't Anderson. Work you got the, Anderson didn't work pack. up the courage, yeah. basically. Yeah, you got Anderson. That's a pack. lot of eyes on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to like, be confident in your ability to play, dude. You feel me? And, yeah. like, they're on, they're on some funk shit. They had a dude on the trumpet. for The, the Free Nationals were there, dude. The okay. Free Nationals. Yeah, exactly. The Free Nationals. Anderson Pack and the Free Nationals. Yeah. You did yeah. not want to embarrass yourself. Dude, come on now, bro. Anderson Pack and the come Free on, Nationals. Come on, bro. Their keys on the, on, on the guy on the keys, they had their trumpet player and Thundercat on the bass. <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, let me get up there, dude. I got it. <laughs> no, I shit myself. What yeah. happened, dude? You're like, you're not, dude. All of you. Yeah. Just, so, and then I looked at the story yourself. the next day, and Anderson Pack like took video of the of one of the dudes drumming. So I would have ended uh -huh. up on Anderson Pack's story like on the kit, but I bitched out <laughs> and I didn't do it, and I regret it to this day. So. That's one of those things where, like, I, I always kick myself in the ass and, like, I can't let that happen again. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I'm really, like, I, I try and gas myself up now and, and work myself, like, put myself in, like, uncomfortable positions to try and get myself out of that shell. So, and I got a really good show out of them just fucking around. So, what I'm, my whole point was that improv stuff 
is really fucking cool and really fun and and you can get some real magical shit out of it sometimes you know for sure because <laughs> like every bento box has been like or every bento box cipher has been like pretty much that um granted it's not like the same amount of people like projecting on some sort of way mm-hmm. onto the mic but like nonetheless like people still go off in some type of way i have like people come up with like a saxophone or like um one of my friends lee comes in with like her electric violin and stuff and like what I don't even know that existed, dude. Of course an there's electric an electric violin. violin bro. Wait, but they don't like, roll your eyes at me, Ashiyushi, <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck do you want? I don't know an electric violin exists, man. What the fuck do you want from me, man? Jeez, every time I see someone playing a violin, it's mic'd up. It's not connected to nothing. Oh, it's not connected to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, what the fuck is that? It's, um, well, it doesn't look like an um, acoustic one, you know, made out of wood. Well... Well, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. I'm not, can I Google it? I want to like, Google it. Yeah, Google it. Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of them, Google actually. It. But um, so yeah, so had, she comes through with that. Uh-huh. Uh, there's another performer that I had at the first Bento Box Penthouse Suite. Mm-hmm. And she has like this 88 keyboard that she uses to will on. And she, do, she does like really cool, like I would say, uh, like jazz, like disco like upbeat type of stuff you know and like and that shit's really tight and um she also joins in the, on the cypher too so like an extra hand on keys and then uh, my that friend, always helps yeah yeah honestly but um <laughs> at the last like what it's like that electric violin last, was crazy at the last the three bento boxes there hasn't mm-hmm. been like a basis until like the last one which was the fourth one and uh my friend carl uh, came up with his whole rig with the bass and uh, joined in, and that was great. Is he gonna <laughs> come through again this Thursday? Who knows, dog? But I'm just hoping anyone with a bass comes through. <laughs> like <laughs> honestly, some bass is just like, yo, I'm ready, boss. Like that type of stuff. But um, I have my boy B, who's gonna be DJing. This jockey B, who's gonna be DJing and also joining in on the cipher on drums. He's one hell of a drummer. Like you should actually check him out. Hell yeah. He, Mm. Send him my way, bro. Mm. <laughs> I'll send him your way. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Sure. Freaking um, but yeah, I'm gonna have him. And so far, it's as as long as I have a drummer, because I know that other people wanted to like join in on the cipher, whether it be like with their instrument or just like to rap or something. Mm-hmm. They'll come through and they'll do it like the day of. So um. But I'll still give like a reminder, like, yo, come through with your kit or your instrument or whatever, you know. So um, do you uh, like have fun setting up your own shows? You like that aspect? Yeah, of it? dude, of course. Like I look forward to every bento box. I take immense amount of pride in it. That's why I recorded every bento box onto VHS so far so that I could actually remember them. Not in 4K Ultra HD 1080p shit, but like in just regular shitty quality vhs <laughs> <laughs> why is like why why not just it's like the a aesthetic shitty... bro like you don't have to question it it just looks better <laughs> okay okay but let me ask i gotta i gotta the people want to know the people want to know for sure why why not just buy like a shitty digital <laughs> camera from like 2005 and throw a filter like, on that shit 
Oh man. <laughs> I know. I knew you'd be disgusted by the filter. You're like your fake fucking retro shit. Of course, that's what everybody tells me. Dude, Dude, just throw a filter on it, bro. Dude, I went to that's probably like Magic City uh, Casino. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never. I don't gamble, kids. Yeah, yeah. I I don't gamble either. Sure, you don't. The band (laughs) Highline. I know the sport Highline. There's a band called Highline. Okay, so in Magic City Casino, there's a designated area for the sport Highline. Right. Where they serve the drink, Hialai, <laughs> and my boys' band, Mario Loomis, <laughs> put his whole fucking government name out there, band, Hialai, played at the place called The High. So, like, I recorded that onto VHS because it was just too much. It was, like, very convoluted, you know what I mean? It was just The High, The High Lie, The High Lie, The Band, The High Lie. <laughs> and, like, The High Lie literally <laughs> um, <laughs> introduced themselves, like, Hey, we're high lie and we're at the high or the high line. They don't they don't even know. But yeah, freaking um Yeah, it was it was beautiful. <laughs> so it was it was there where like these two guys um that lent me their little outlet space, manning the whole um projection for like the lights and the sound of like the stage. They were just questioning me, interrogating me, actually, as to why I had a VHS. And I told them exactly what I told you. And they were like, man, that's pretty cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, I got to respect it, man. I mean, no, but they no, but exactly. It's that it's that question. Like, why? <laughs> like, exactly why? I'm sure I'm not the only person. who's. No, I'm definitely not. not. And I'm not going to be the last either, man. You're going to get a no, lot of questions about not. that. But here's another question for you. Where the fuck are you finding tapes in 2020? Like fresh tapes, dude. Wow. Are you just taking old family videos from people you don't know and erasing them shits? And fuck your family videos. Fuck your family videos. And put videos. your shows on it and like that and from just scratch shows. their name off the tape. Nah. No. And where do you like find fresh? They're not, there's no way they're fucking manufacturing tapes. Of course they are. So really? like in Canada. They love hipsters, dude. In Canada, they're fresh and alive, bro. Everyone Get the fuck in, out and of their here. mother still has a VHS camera from like the eighties. So oh like God. if you go there, everyone has one just sitting in their house and like but they why? have their own collect why? Because because everything looks it's like a Polaroid. It's just fuck like that. It you gotta uses, rewind it. it <laughs> you gotta rewind it. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wants to who wants to fucking rewind the whole and you gotta you can't, you That's can't, why you have Nah, sixteen other tapes to show people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta rewind this one. So while I'm rewinding it in my second TV, let's in my watch. second TV, in my second VCR, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> watch another tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, in the first VCR, and then uh, no, I don't have. I'm not a psycho. I don't have two VCRs. Yeah, you do. No, I you don't. Keep not. one in the I trunk. Do, I do not. I don't you have keep... a trunk. I don't have a car. <laughs> what trunk? <laughs> What, whatever car you used to have, you kept one in the trunk of that motherfucker, bro. Nah, you look like one of those dudes that carries around a CTV or the, the old school TVs to play Melee. You making fun of me? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're better than me? <laughs> I'm Dominican, so probably. I'm Puerto Rican, so someone would just tell us, oh, hey. same thing. Yeah, and same we would thing. both look at them like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, we But at the end of the day, the we, 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 we both eat rice and beans, bro. Hey, man, at the end of the day... <laughs> I like mango. You like mofongo. It's the same shit. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just agreed. I was just like, I've never eaten mofongo. Get out of here, dude. Yes, man. I will. You need to get right, bro. You need to get right you need before to get I take right. your PR card, bro. Damn. You better listen to Bad Bunny tonight to gain some rap back or something or Daddy Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't believe that dude looks exactly the same. Daddy Yankee. Yeah, he looks exactly like when he dropped Gasolina. 
Damn. And that shit came out like what, two thousand five? He still looks like that, huh? Yeah, yeah. And he's like uh Alex Rodriguez or Derek Jeter. Them dudes do not age. Who else doesn't age? That's what I said about Will Smith, but you're starting yeah. to see his age. Bro. Yeah, no, nah, not really. I mean, a little bit, just because he's, he's getting he's, he's getting kind of corny. He, he doesn't look like what he used to look like in The Fresh Prince. How do you, you feel know? about Jaden Smith? Oh, dude, he's changing the music? world. How do you feel about his music? His music is good too. Wait, changing the world? Yeah, he's um, let's get into he's that. He's giving. Um, I already he's, doing some charitable things. He's had like. A whole food truck dedicated to giving back to the homeless or like you know the hungry. That's actually. what it was. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So and it was all vegan food too, mm. for the you know for the homeless and the needy. And that's then really cool, actually. Also, um, paired up with somebody to make like some like aquifer or I don't know what it was, but it was something with water just to make cleaner water, and like yeah. I can't remember what it was. I don't know if it was whether to drink water or like to to clean up the ocean with like some invention. But um it was a big thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's always cool when, when people with influence like that end up doing like good things with their influence and whatnot. But yeah, I, I got to see Jaden live. Um he opened for Tyler. Uh, I saw Gold Link too. Nice. Uh, Where'd you see him at? Uh Triple A. Oh shit! Okay, American Airlines. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the venue for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he came out to the crowd and shit. It was it was mad cool. But um, he put on a great show. Is what was my point was like I I heard um when he first came out with, I think it was, was it, which one came out first, Sire, or Eris? Yeah, Sire came first. So I heard Sire. Sire was like I kind of fucked with like the production of it and stuff. And then when Eris came out, I was kind of like eh, like I didn't really listen to it. So. Getting to see him live, you know, you get a different appreciation for somebody when you when you see him live. Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe that's why I gravitated towards your music, um, or just gravitated towards you as a person, is because I got to see you do your thing, and like, I got I got a, a already like a foundational like respect. It's like this dude plays in front of a crowd, plays his music live, um, and like that's a lot more than uh, these ultra DJs are doing nowadays. You know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna be one of those guys that like throws people under the bus. I mean, at the end of the day, they do what they they do. But there's a lot of DJs that just press play, get hype. You know, what I'm saying they got pyrotechnics or whatever. But like, right. you're actually up there making making music happen live. You know what I mean? And there's you have to have a certain level of confidence in yourself, and you gotta practice that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you could tell that you put work into it. That's why auto is crazy to me, dude. Like seeing an auto Von set. Yeah, that was the first time I saw him, man. Me and he's too. got these people with costumes. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking going about. Ham, like, dude. That's um, kind of. And his people that, like. I wanted to do the same thing. Not gonna lie, he's dude. I've been dying to get that dude in that chair and yeah. just to sit down and talk to that man because I need to know what the fuck is going, going through his mind, man. There's a lot going on. He's big, dude. He's touring Europe. Europe he, he's yeah. toured North America a bunch of times, but he's always on the road, dude. It's hard to pin him down. And then when he's here, he's spending time with his family. And, mm -hmm. you know, I respect exactly. that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I got to go to him or something one day because I got I to gotta creep inside that mind of, well, at least once. <laughs> you fuck with, uh, with psychedelics? Yeah. Yeah? You ever get uh, deep? Deep into the into the murky waters. <laughs> what murky waters? <laughs> no, like um, I was uh, oh, man. Hopefully, my mom doesn't listen to this. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, low key, high key. I was on acid the other week, and I was listening to some vinyls, and um, uh, I was listening to the Doors. Actually, I have um, 
L.A. Woman, like a 1971 pressing of L.A. Woman. I found it fucking digging. Mm-hmm. And um, Riders on the Storm came on, man. And me and my cousin looked at each other. We're like, dude, is it raining outside, man? Fucking opened the door, and, like, it actually was raining. And it was something weirdly inviting about the rain. And uh, suddenly I got super inspired to, like, write music and stuff. So, I mean, in your experience with that, does it, do you ever use it to, to write music or get inspired in that way or, like, spark something? Or you just use it to, I don't know, like open your third eye and enlighten yourself and whatnot, go down that fucking rabbit hole? Yeah. Um, or is it both? Both of them. Like psychedelics? Man, I would be, because I wouldn't be in a place where I could write music if I get ex- inspired. So like I would just like get into my voice memos and then just like scat something because that's all I can do or just hum something. And you do it in public? Yeah, I'll do it in public. Oh, I haven't done that. Mm. That seems like a whole fucking or, experience. Or, you know, public, but I'll be in a safe place, you know? Like, I won't, I wouldn't be, like, out in the street, like... Usually have a sitter? In, with a memo. No, not a sitter. Just, like, we're all in one place. I don't know. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done acid since, like, a year ago, which was in my grandmother's house. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things I've been... I've so, been meaning safe to- place, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I had no keyboard up there, so, like, I would have had to scat. So it's not really something you use to, to get um, into your music bag and get inspired in that way? No, because okay. I used to actually get into it just, like, when I was younger, you know? Mm-hmm. And... When I was younger is when I would actually, like, use it for many different things. Mostly just to, like, find, quote-unquote, find those answers to those questions. But, like, for sure. now it's, like, I'm so comfortable. And, like, if I were to do it, it would be for fun. And, mm-hmm. like, of course, you could use that creativity that sparks from it and just, like, take it anywhere it takes you but um i've actually been meaning to have one of those last trips of just like strictly on just creativity because i've actually never had that okay where i'm like locked in like a studio like let's say here and like i'm granted a certain amount of time to use the space and like i'm tripping and i have like everything i need to like just procure something beautiful you know like i didn't i've never had that actually so i think i'll actually do that sometime that's soon, cool to know perhaps i mean but um that's you know always with, something I like with to a do time with and a place out. you know i haven't even thought about that in a while too but every time that i've done acid it's either like in a night out or like you know going to the beach and just saying and like thinking a bunch of like uh revelating things and just reflecting a lot you know like um for me when i do psychedelics it's just really reflection heavy like i'll be writing not throughout but as soon as I'm coming down, I'll be writing something, you know, I feel like for the like beach. at least 10 pages. And like, I don't stop writing. Um, when you go to the beach, you go at night. Normally, yes. Yeah, yeah. I would. I feel like that would scare the shit out of me. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's like all fucking. It's just dark, deep darkness, deep darkness. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like you just look out there and it's just like vast, like nothing. It's just dark and you see the moon a little bit and like. You hear it, but you don't see the ocean, really. You kind of see, like, the shore a little bit. I don't know. I just When I'm sober, it freaks me out. So I feel like I just have a bad trip. You ever have a bad trip? No. Me either. I, I don't get a, it. Yeah, no. No, it's never affected me in that way. And I'm happy, man, because uh, uh, 
I feel like that would kind of turn me off of it, and I've always had positive experiences with it, and and I've done a lot of what you've done, reflection and stuff like that. I've just never done it alone. I've always done it with one or two other people, so I kind of want to do it alone. But I also feel like, you know, if you have a bad trip, like you don't have anyone there to kind of like mellow you out or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like if you kind of do that to yourself in a weird way. Yeah. Um, But believe it or not, we're actually at the hour mark. Photographer oh, about yeah. an hour. It's been that long. Literally, yeah. But for sure. um, let's do some plugs, like where people can find you, where they can listen to your music. Um, plug your next bento box. Uh, unfortunately, this is coming out the day after, so <laughs> you can plug the next one. Freaking. Um. So the next one wouldn't be actually on the second Thursday. Um, because apparently there's gonna I got word from management that there's going to be a special booking for the second thursday so mine is going to be moved to the first thursday so it would be april 2nd okay and um that's going to be the next mental box <clears throat> sick and then uh my tags would be ashiushi on pretty much every social media twitter um <laughs> snapchat and freaking uh <laughs> instagram facebook and all that good jazz uh soundcloud even Bandcamp. And I actually released some of my Ashiushi shirts. Oh. And they actually came. She's actually wearing one right here. Merch. This. Merch on deck. Okay. Okay. Got my partner Maria in the stew. She's wearing one in of my studio. shirts. studio. And um, yeah, they look pretty good. I'm pretty proud of it. And like I drew that basically. That's what I'm talking about. Of just like making manga and stuff. And um, yeah, so that's also on like the band camp merch little icon category or whatever go so support feel go free support. to cop a shirt they Hell look yeah. like they literally could be like in the you know what is it spencer's spencer's i get a lot of shirts at spencer's yeah they have like a lot of dope anime shirts but um yeah so like make sure you, you follow so him so much jc no Fuck problem him. man make sure you follow him on soundcloud listen to all his stuff real chill stuff and uh, i get to i usually put a song at the end of an episode so make sure you guys stick around and listen to that Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to follow me, follow me at the Throne Podcast with underscores. Um, follow my personal Instagram, JC Revis underscore, and my band. You know you're the band. That's everywhere. You know our two EPs are available. Um, other than that, Ashiyushi, thank you for coming through. Um, I'm gonna try and slide out to that one this Thursday, that Bento. So you might see me out there. For sure. Uh, other than that, you know, see y'all next week, folks. That's a wrap. Thank you.